The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. And of course, the big sporting action this weekend is the Rugby World Cup final between the Springboks and the All Blacks South Africa taking on New Zealand. John Robbie is with me, the former Irish international and radio host in South Africa. And Brent Pope is with me here in studio in Dublin as well. Gentlemen, you're both very, very welcome. Uh, Brent, are you looking forward to it? Yeah, it's it, look nervous anticipation. Uh, nervous is it? anticipation. Look, let's face it. it coming from, I've been over here thirty-three years or whatever. It's not the final we wanted, and what I say that I say that sort of tongue in cheek because actually it's turned out to be probably the final that we do want now. But I mean, I would have liked to see an Ireland in the final. I'd have liked to see France in the final. But it is what it is, and I probably it's in 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 boxing terms, it's. Muhammad Ali versus Fraser. It's the kind of two heavyweights of the sport coming together. They haven't played since for the first time since the World Cup in 1995. You would have thought they'd have played each other in yeah. a final before that. So you're really looking at the Brazil and Germany of, of, of football playing. So that gives me the excitement. I, you know, it'll be interesting to hear what John says, what sort of game it's going to be. I think the weather will play a part in that. I think the, the, the route that South Africa have had to take as opposed to, to New Zealand will play a huge part, but it's, it's a hard one to call. Before we go to John, I mean, would you imagine a lot of the All Blacks uh, and their fans would have been looking at South Africa against England last weekend yep. and licking their lips? Oh. Thinking, this is great. These lads are going to be punch drunk by the time they get to the Well, well they would have been licking their lips before the... the well, the, the set, thought maybe England would win. Yeah. <laughs> because if that way, if that had happened, and it could well have happened, if they hadn't given that penalty and it hadn't have been Pollard, it was sort of a, boy, a boy's own ending uh, for that game they would have been licking their lips at the thought of England because they would have thought that England would have thought, okay, we've overachieved, we've got to a final, and they would have been done. What they'll fear about the South Africans is exactly what has happened, that the South Africa have got there by hook or by crook. They've had some tough games, but they will certainly get it up for this game. So I don't think there'll be any complacency from New Zealand thinking that the legs are gone or whatever like that. I think it's just whether or not Rassi has got it right again with his uh, 7-1 and his bomb squad and that remains to be seen because it's a huge risk to play some of these the whole back line I know they talk about Quagga Smith as John will say is a sevens player and could play in the back line if pressed Mm. but it's a hard ask to get your backs to play the whole game especially in positions like scrum half where it's going to be an attritional game anyway and Faf de Klerk is an attritional type of player so to run him out for 80 minutes uh, and not get any injuries in the backs is a huge risk. John, what is the mood music like in South Africa before the final? First of all, Kieran, I always respected Brent. I thought he was the most knowledgeable rugby commentator around. Is, it, is, a, is, there, a, is there a buff coming? <laughs> yeah. I've, just, I've, just listened, I've just listened to that. What do you want me for? What else can I say? He's analysed the weather. He's analysed both teams. He's looked at the possibilities. I think I'll go and have a beer. <laughs> I'll join you. Uh, guys, guys, the mood here is electric. Absolutely electric. I mean, we think back to previous finals. We think back to the motion of 95, Nelson Mandela, you know, the last drop kick and that. We think of, of, of John Smith. We think of, of uh, Japan. But I've never before experienced a united support for the Springboks like now. For, forget the media and, and all the hype. A lot of people in uh, South Africa were not Springbok fans, even four years ago. But I think what Sia Khaleesi has done, what Rassi Erasmus has done, 
They've convinced people that the the development and the selection and the whole ethos of rugby is not a it's it, it's not a wallpaper. It's not a, a, a wall dress paper dressing whatever. It's the real thing. Everywhere you go, people are wearing Springbok jerseys, and that's people walking the street, people pushing dust carts, serving in shops, whatever. Because still, sadly, a lot of class is based on on racial classifications here. That's just the thing we're dealing with. Everybody is behind the Springboks. Everybody has massive respect for the All Blacks. There's no question about it. It's uh, You took the words out of my mouth when you said, like the World Cup uh, soccer final, Germany, Brazil. I would have said Italy against Brazil. Yeah. And funnily enough, I've just done an interview with Swiss television who have no idea about rugby. And I said, <laughs> imagine that game in rugby. That's what we're up to. The mood is, is I think here that, that people are glad they ha- nearly had that slip up against England because the Springboks are definitely underdogs. And Springboks being underdogs is when they play at their best. And before, because I want to look ahead to the match and, and talk about how it might uh, pan out. But before that, I mean, has there been much focus in the build-up, John, on, on this kind of alleged racial slur? World Rugby have oh, dropped that goodness. investigation, but obviously we're exposed to the UK media so much that, that there's been a lot of talk of it here. In South Africa, you have alleged racial slurs every single day. I can look out and say the clouds are white and someone will come up with a racist slur, you know? So, so we're used to this sort of thing. I, I mean, you know, there's no place for it in rugby. But as Brent will tell you, if everybody reported what is said in the, you know, the cut and thrust of a rugby match, I mean, there'd be reports after every single game. Just based on the South African ethos and based on uh, Bonambi's character, I think there was a, a misunderstanding between an Afrikaans saying, which was Vitkant, uh, uh, which means white side, which means which side is the ball on, who's got the ball, etc. And I would hope it gets settled over a few pints and not with the, with the lawyers. So I think that's passed, which is a good thing. And I'm not in any way saying that it's not important to get rid of racism. We know that more than anybody in South Africa. But I think it's a, it's a sideshow. Let's the whistle start. Let's see, as Brent said, which the key thing is the, the flipping weather in Paris. And let's hope we get an absolute classic that not just for rugby aficionados will have us on the edge of the seat, but everybody else will see it as an advert for this great game. So, Brent, the whistle blows then, that opening uh, uh, whistle of the game. How do you expect the opening exchanges to go? Because to, actually, to stick with the metaphor, often in these big World Cup finals in soccer, if it is the heavyweights, it's very kind of tentative at the start. It'll be very tentative, but I mean, I think, I think, look, both teams have set out their stalls how they're going to play, and that that's, uh, I suppose, in the selections of both sides. We know that South Africa are going to go for the kind of the, the the type of domination they had over a lot of teams, including France, including England in the last periods of that game, and more importantly in the game against Twickenham. They also will look to the second half in Eden Park where New Zealand started the way they wanted to. South Africa came back into that game by playing, I suppose, a more physical approach. So what we're going to get is two two totally different approaches to the game. New Zealand's going to try to run the South Africans around for the first 20 or 30 minutes, try to play at such pace that this, the energy goes out of the South Africans who have had a tougher route through. Mm. I don't believe if South Africa go on to win it, you've got to look back. I don't think there's ever been a, a tougher route for the South Africans, given that they will, will, will have played the top five ranked side through the yep. pool stage yep. and the quarterfinal the final. But how much energy has it taken out? And New Zealanders will look to that. If South Africa are still in the game after 30 minutes, I would worry for the, for the Kiwis because I think that they would then bring their physicality to, to bear. And 
you know, just the sight of these guys like uh, RJ Stoneman and coming off the bench and the bomb squad, these are huge men. Mm. And I think that if you cut down the space for New Zealand, they don't play as well. And that was the the, the games against Argentina and even the Irish uh, the loss. They didn't shut down New Zealand space. Now, South Africa have the best defensive spread in the game. New Zealand, on the other account, I think they have their danger out wide. If you let Moanga and Will Jordan, these types, and Geordie Barrett, these players that are coming into form at the right time, if you let them play with the ball for the first 20 minutes and New Zealand get off to a good start, then it'll be South Africa chasing the game. Do, do, does it, you, do you use more energy with or without the ball in those first 20 well, minutes? Well, that's, that's a great question because they're now saying that sometimes teams are better off without the ball. Yeah. I, I don't see that with New Zealand. I see New Zealand are better with the ball. South Africa... Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me interrupt there, guys. It depends whether you're going forward or backwards. Am I right, Brent? Yeah, ab- absolutely. like all games. If you're going backwards without the ball, if you're going forwards without the ball, it takes... And it, you know, it's completely different. Going backwards is the key, and that's where the game line becomes so vital, etc. And I'm listening to you, Brent, and you're absolutely saying everything that I would have said, except let me bring it back now because I know time is short. It all depends on the weather. Everything yeah. you have said, and those wonderful backline players in New Zealand, if the ball is as wet as it was yeah, in the exactly. South Africa-England game, you can forget that, and it's going to be an arm wrestle, and very few beat South Africa in an yeah. arm wrestle. No, you're right, and that's and, and, and that's going to go and move on to that. The conditions play a huge part because New Zealand will have to go to the air. If it's raining, they'll have to try to pressure like England did the, the yep. South African smaller back three and use the likes of the six-foot-five Barrett chasing up ball, hopefully to win the 50-50 ball. Absolutely. But Absolutely. if it becomes an arm wrestle, there's no team that you want to go well, – the one team you don't want to go up against in an arm wrestle and the kind of confines around the rucks and all is South Africa. Yeah, having said that, John, I mean, like England almost did do it. And would there not be as good a thought that, you know, if New Zealand are better and England got that close, that even in the arm wrestle, they might get over the line? Let me take you back in history. 1995 semi-final England, Jonah Lomu against England. The the All Blacks had one of those games that you just simply cannot... A week later, it didn't work. The same uh, England against New Zealand in 1919. They had one of those semi-finals out of heaven. A week later, it slightly didn't work. Now, South Africa had that hell of a game against France... Uh, scored four tries against France, three of them wonderful backline tries. They couldn't get it up. I could see in the South African faces at the national anthem, there's something wrong here. Yeah. There's something wrong here. And it's nothing to do with fatigue, and it's it's just the effort of that game. You simply cannot get yourself up, especially when your hot favourites as South Africa were. Believe me, that will all have gone by now. Believe me, that forget all of that. This is South Africa against the All Blacks. There's a hundred and, I don't know, 30-something years of history. These are traditionally the two strongest teams in the, in the world of rugby, and they've both won it three times. I tell you, I, 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 I was laughing at Brent, and I know what you mean about a tentative start, but I don't think anyone has ever described the start of a New Zealand-South Africa game as tentative. No. And I would <laughs> I would suggest those early exchanges will be monumental. And, of course, the early scrums, because if South Africa get a dominance in the scrum, then you can forget it, like England four years ago. I think the All Blacks, especially with Joe Schmidt there, for whom I have the greatest respect, you know, how do you, how do you defeat this South African rush defence, which is unbelievable? And then they also throw in a scrum half and, and a blindside flank who literally can come anywhere like rogue torpedoes mm. and they can destroy everyone. They've done it. I think you might just see subtle kickings from the All Black. 
dropping it in behind, those little grubber rugby league type kicks coming through, trying to turn the Springbok pack. I would be very surprised if the All Blacks don't come up with something a little bit surprising, and that's my bet. Well, that, 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 they'll have to. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on the risk, uh, John? Like, if you get oh. an injury to, to Delande or one of the centres, then you're putting a pretty diminutive type of player into the back line. Uh, you know, if Fafta Kirk has to go off after 20 minutes, if you lose one of the centres <laughs> after 20 minutes, how do you plug that gap at, at international I, 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 I think that 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 uh, Rassi and Jan are ahead of you there because Damien Villens at fullback is a very accomplished player. And I tell you, I was up at a golf day recently and I bumped into, when I say recently, about four or five weeks, and you know, in rugby today, Brent, the little guys are big. I know. You know, I bumped into this guy. I was expecting to see a guy my sort of size. And I looked at oh. this guy who looked like a, like a, a heavyweight boxing champion. Okay. I mean, and he is a very accomplished center. So then you've suddenly got, you know, Vili Leroux. You talk about fullback. Then Vili Leroux will go fullback. Damien Willemser will, will, uh, will come in. Uh, the big worry is, is scrum half. Because for all people say about... about um, uh, you know, Chelsea Colby is a wonderful player. No, no, you can't replace it. The one like player, the one, I think Hooker and Scrum yeah. Half, yeah. interesting, Brent, your position and my position, are the two most specialised positions on the field. And I think if that's if that happens, then then yeah. South Africa, I say we are in, are, are in big trouble. But I think that, that, I don't know if you've seen that clip of Nick Mallett. Uh, it, it, it hit the, the, the social media here. He was having a beer with some people and it looked like they were relaxing after a television program. And he was saying about the way the South Africans are looking at statistics now. I don't know if you saw it. They said that, that they've taken statistics to an absolutely new level. What they do is they look at every single player and they look at the statistics. They call them something like battle victories. They look at everything. Oh, that yes, that's right. Yeah, every every, every minute in the game or every 30 every seconds, they've of, got to be doing something. Yeah, no, it was, it, it was it, interesting. It was fascinating. It was like management accounting on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> and what, what, they did, what they do is they look at all these players. Yeah. And not alone do they look at what they do, the number of good things. They look at the yeah. frequency. And, for example, top, top of the list was Quaker Smith. Yeah. He was top oh, of the he's list. Been sensational. And, that, and, that, and that maybe explains why this guy that most South Africans were, you know, they love him to bits for the size of his heart. And, I mean, you look at him, he looks like he chases parked cars for a living. <laughs> And, and uh, you know, I mean, he's just a wonderful, wonderful player. But most South African fans and rugby people have said, there's no way that guy could be a springbok. They prove it with the stats. Now, my belief is they've looked at the stats and they've looked at the number of times that maybe Faf gets injured. And mm. they've said, because he's a tough little bugger, he really is. I wish I'd been that tough when I played. And, and he bounces around like a rubber ball. And my feeling is they've said, we're willing to take that risk. That is the only real risk. Of the seven Still doesn't mean you're going to win. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But I, look, I, I predictions I, then. No, my well, obviously I go with my heart too, as John will. But I, I just hmm. see this New Zealand team have taken the learnings out of of Twickenham. They've moved through the gears. They've got better each game. They've got the momentum behind them. Yes, the weather won't help them if it becomes an arm wrestle. I just don't think New Zealand will allow it to be that. Uh, type of game, I think that they'll get off to a crack and start, and I think that they'll, uh, yes, I think they'll beat the Springboks. Just, I think it'll be tight. We can say that it's going to be tight anyway, but I've got to go with my heart and say, come on, the All Blacks. John. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I go back and say, 
That's if the weather. I mean, I picked that the minute Joe Schmidt came into the All Black side and everyone's riding up the All Blacks, even building up to Twickenham and building up, I said the All Blacks are going to win this, this uh, World Cup. I just, as we get to the final now, South Africans don't lose finals. I'll go with Rassi and those. I'll go with their planning. I'll go with their statistics. I hope it doesn't come down to a red card or something like that or a, a bad refereeing decision, whatever. I hope it comes down to a moment of brilliance like Joel Stransky dropping that uh, dropping that wonderful goal or Mapimpi scoring that, that wonderful try. I've predicted the All Blacks are going to win all along from the beginning of this tournament, even... Until now. Until now, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. but now you've got your butt. Well, Look into that bloody Brent Pope. I've changed my mind. Exactly. I'm going for the spring exactly. well, so, the spring well, good luck. John. John Robbie goes for the Springboks. Brent Pope oh, goes surprise. for the All Backs. You, you astound me both. You yeah. astound me both. Listen, gentlemen, an absolute pleasure. And uh, whatever happens, enjoy the weekend. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.